You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room where we talk all things comics and movies. This episode number 69, we're discussing Star Wars Celebration Orlando 2017. I'm Arnie Rose, Tim. I'm Troy. And we're finally coming at you guys with our Star Wars Celebration Orlando breakdown. We talked last week about the early reveals, the Luke, the Ray, speculated a bit as to what we thought was going on. And now that we've been able to watch the panels on YouTube, we've been able to see what people were experiencing down at Celebration. We're here to discuss everything from the Rebels trailer to the Hasbro announcements, Delray book announcements, as well as that major Last Jedi panel. Troy, buddy, how are you feeling coming off the back end of this? I know we weren't there, but I really did feel like we got to experience a lot of what was going on, whether it's through Talk Star Wars, the Skyhoppers, or just on YouTube and everything going on on Twitter. Oh, man, this is great. This was um, a huge step up, a huge improvement from last year's uh, celebration in London. Um, great coverage all around. You know, just going on YouTube was great, and obviously keeping up with um, the Talk Star Wars crew over there and Skyhoppers is really cool to uh, see and hear those guys. You know, they really give you a good feel of what's going on over there. So shout out to you guys. Good job. But uh, man, we were in for a treat this year. I think so. Holy. And we were coming into this and we speculated last week a lot of what we thought was going to be actually announced. And I think to some degree, we had this massive expectation set, you know, asking for a standalone to be announced, asking for a reveal on maybe some Han Solo footage, something like this. And I think that they delivered on most things that they promised. I think that we kind of went into this expecting a lot more than they actually gave. But all in all, this is far from disappointing. Oh, hands down. Yeah, this was a great, great event to attend. I can only imagine. Yes. Oh, man. Wouldn't it have been great to have been down there? For sure. Just seeing, the, oh, yeah, just seeing the fans react to the Last Jedi trailer, to what was going on at the 40th anniversary panel, unbelievable atmosphere I think that they've created around there. And just seeing the show floor from some of the videos that I've seen, uh, again, I really regret not going down, but it's a lot of fun that we still get to experience a lot of it through YouTube or whatever and just kind of live vicariously through the people down there even though we aren't on the floor. Yes, it does seem a little, at least, a less um, stress-free on our end. Yes, for sure, viewers yeah. over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing I want to kind of discuss quickly here is that you and I we don't go to big conventions. We do go to a couple here in Calgary and a few others uh, in slightly other places, but nothing on the scale that celebration is and listening and and seeing what people are experiencing down there when it comes to the enormous queues and the waiting and the not getting into certain panels does this kind of change your mindset going into maybe a 2019 celebration like how would you attack this now with some of this information or would you just go full hog into this and just say look i'm going for it i'm going for the the big panels everything kind of doing the overnight or would you kind of step back and maybe look at this and be like uh, maybe I'll just go to some of the smaller panels, experience the floor, and do it as a Star Wars fandom interaction type event rather than trying to get into every single major panel. Yeah, you know what? Um, after listening to Talk Star Wars over there, I, I think I'm going to have to go in a little more casual. Um, you know, before I was a little more ambitious, uh, thinking I could just go in there and, um, you know, attack every panel 
uh, all the big ones. Now I feel like, you know, because, you know, we're going to have our smartphones and whatnot have you. So I could probably keep up that way through like the big panels. But for the most part, I just want to enjoy it for what it is. If I make some panels, great. If I don't, no sweat because I'm still there in, well, let's just say uh, California, right? Enjoying yeah. the event if we go in 2019. We are going 2019. It's uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so I think I just go in casual, man. You know, I'm going to be surrounded by all these cool Star Wars fans. I'll just enjoy it for what it is and everything else. You know, I got the access of YouTube to watch everything. So that's how I'd attack it. Definitely, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to say that the guys over at Talk Stars or Skyhoppers were were negative. They look like they had a no. blast. And you know, I gotta give a big shout out to my man Rob Cast over yes. at the Roman Podcast. Great show. Go check him out. He also hosts the TSW Roundtable, which is a once a month fan or listener interaction type podcast where we have the Knights of the Commonwealth and other VIPs from the Talk Star Wars crew come in, do a podcast with the listeners, kind of have that live interaction. He was able to grab me the Luke Skywalker X-Wing pilot exclusive there. And he sent me a oh. picture of it. And I'm so excited. I'm so thankful. Rob, if you're listening, thank you so much, man. It's very much appreciated. It's going to have a great place in my collection alongside the other 40th anniversary collection. So thank you to Rob Cast. Make sure to go check him out on the Robin Podcast as well as hosting over at the TSW Roundtable. Oh, that's awesome, man. So you must have took down quite a bit of cosplayers down there to get that thing, eh? Oh, yeah. That's He's crazy. Elbows Sweet. up, shoulders elbows up, up eh? boom, boom. Bike club. Nice. <laughs> Good job, man. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'd have to agree with you, though. I think looking at even just some of the other slightly larger cons that I've gone to, this whole line waiting thing, I don't think I'm into. I think I'm going to have to be, at, like you said, a bit more of a casual con goer. And if I can get into something, fine. And if I can't, you know what, it's okay. We can watch it on YouTube or whatever a little later. It's more about the interaction with Star Wars fandom more so than getting into some of these panels. I, I say that now, but you know, it might change in 2019 when I'm right. sitting out there and I'm like, well, I'm here. I've spent the money. Let's just yeah. go for it. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. a good point. But yeah. shout out to those guys, everyone that was down there at the con. The coverage was awesome, especially from the Commonwealth here. Like we said, Talk Stores, Skyhoppers, Rogue Squadron Podcast was down there as well. Make sure to go check out all their YouTube videos, all their podcasts that are coming off. There's some some great live reactions to the Rebels panels and a few of the panels that they did attend. So make sure to go check out all the content from the Star Wars Commonwealth over on their YouTube pages and their podcasts that are dropping throughout this week. That's right. And be sure to check out Commander Cody's new tat. Oh, oh yeah. Looking pretty dope. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. But we're here today to discuss our reactions from Star Wars Celebration Orlando, our, our reactions from a distance. We were able to get a lot of information here, like I said, from the different people on the floor. But Star Wars, Disney, and a lot of the fan sites did a really good job at putting even photographs up of particular items, especially when it comes to the collecting world. And the Black Series, Hasbro, they are killing it here. We've got over 100 Black Series figures either announced or released to date. And at Star Wars Celebration, they announced a whole slew of others, including some incredible deluxe exclusive sets. And now last week we talked about the Luke Skywalker and Rey. So we're not going to go to too much depth there. But I will say, and I can confirm by looking at the pictures, that the Luke, the farm boy Luke that comes with the Landspeeder set, his head sculpt is new. I know you had a big issue with that coming out of the Black Series and the vintage cardback versions. Yeah. Oh, this this is incredible. This one uh, just knocked it out of the park for me, man. Uh, the new head sculpt just looks fantastic. I'm definitely going to get my hands on that. I really feel like Hasbro stepped their game up on um, these deluxe series. I was never really a big fan of them now. Now I'm going I'm going after all three of these things. They yeah. Look incredible. 
They look awesome. Yeah. The the Land Speeder is a San Diego Comic Con 2017 exclusive. So mm. Sanjay, he is going down to San Diego. So I'm going to have a big list sitting with him as well. And yeah. I'm going to be throwing American cash at him, saying like, "Look, yeah. man, just wait in the line for me." <laughs> but I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping that gets a somewhat of a wide release, similar yeah. to what we had with the Jab of the Hut a couple of years ago. They came with a slightly different package and a slightly less accessories, and that's a similar fashion to this Thrawn figure that was announced. Um, it, it was it was dropped with Timothy Zahn and Dave Filoni on hand at the Hasbro booth. That was the six inch figure, so that was enough for me. But then they released this gorgeous exclusive packaging for San Diego Comic Con 2017. This is a realistic sculpt of the figure, and it's got his office in this packaging. He's he's flanked by the Calicories or the Harris Calicori, some of the the relics that we still see in Star Wars Rebel Season Three. What are your thoughts on this incredible Thrawn figure? Man, this figure killed it. You know, the coolest thing with this figure is um, they captured, like, the Timothy Zahn's um, imagery of, of the Thrawn we know the, from the, the Thrawn trilogy, the original trilogy there, right? He looks very similar to the art back then. So I really look like how real he looks at his collection that he comes with out of his office. is fantastic. From the mask that, um, what's his name, the Inquisitor War from the Clone Wars is in there. Yeah. Um, there's, there's so many goodies. His, his lizards, I can't remember the name of those lizards that are... Um, kind of uh the, the, the Sil- ah, i can't remember it's the silamari or something like that so right, right. similar yeah stops the force, right yeah so those look awesome just that that that's a must-have wow it's a definite and it's i think gonna retail for about 90 bucks at san diego or maybe 50 bucks at san diego and it's another one of these pieces that i'm gonna be hunting like i don't like going to the secondary market for things but this mm-hmm. is one that will make an exception for because this looks incredible yeah, it looks super realistic. I can't believe how good that figure turned out. Awesome. Yeah, and it's so great that they had Timothy Zahn on hand to present this figure to. Oh, it's just yeah. so well done. And he was like rock star at Celebration this year. I know Ash over at Skyhoppers ended up getting his autograph on the new Thrawn book. I haven't jumped into that book yet. Have you? No, I haven't yet. I haven't. I got I know a couple of guys in the Commonwealth have uh, you know polished that book off, which is incredible. Yeah, uh, but no, I haven't had my chance to get my hands on there yet. No, so he's he's having a big presence this year with Rebels, and we see him in the season four Rebels trailer, which we're going to discuss in a few minutes here. He's got the book, so everything from collecting through to the books through to the TV. If we can only get a live action appearance of this guy, I think it would be complete. Like they would have fully reintegrated this character back into the Star Wars universe. Yeah, absolutely. At this rate, they might just do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man. And there were a few other surprise reveals at Celebration at the Hasbro panel. One was them showing off the Jaina solo action figure, the six-inch figure that was the Fan Choice Award from San Diego Comic-Con 2016. And this is an interesting character because one thing it, it really does show is that Hasbro is committed to giving the fans what they want. That's why this Fan Choice Award is so cool and so important. And the sculpt looks great on it. She's got the purple lightsaber, which is awesome. And I'm only hoping that we get her twin brother to complete the set sometime down the road. I know they're Legends figures, and they don't usually go down this path unless they're the Fan Choice Awards, similar to we got Darth Revan as well. But it's cool that they're going kind of this deep into the Legends, as well as bringing us all these new characters from around the Star Wars universe. Yeah, no, I agree, man. That's that's a cool looking figure too. Right? All these things look great. Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, you and I both have our, got our hands on Revan, which is cool. So yeah. we got to keep the trend by getting this one. I'm still rooting for a Dash Vendor figure eventually, but um, yeah, that's it, it. Looks great. I don't really know enough about that character, but um, just looking at the figure itself. 
it's a must-have. Definitely. And it looks like it's going to be kind of dropping periodically throughout the year. We get a lot of these figures probably towards Force Friday, but we're seemingly getting a backlog of not only original trilogy characters, but Legends characters, characters from the prequels that were yet to to actually drop into stores because we also got the announcement of Grand Moff Tarkin, which right now it's so appropriate that he is coming out because you know we got him in catalyst as a supporting role we've got him in rebels we've got him in rogue one a surprise appearance there celebrating the 40th anniversary as well of this character it's there's no more appropriate time to bring out a character like this and the sculpt on it, his face looks incredible they've captured the iconic facial features that he has there those cheekbones right man his whole gear looks good the boots the way the pants kind of tuck in everything looks just perfect i mean seeing this figure i just want to put him side by side with like the rogue one episode four vader that's just come out and just have a whole bunch of stormtroopers behind those two because he looks so good he just has to go right beside you know palpatine and vader he looks incredible can't yeah. believe it and he yeah. comes with the interrogation droid too such a nice touch yeah that's incredible so is that one um exclusive or is that one going to hit retail that's a wide release right? Wide release, okay. Yeah, Perfect. so we're looking at, based on some of the other figures that were announced at Celebration, on top of what we already know is coming with the Emperor's Royal Guard, with Qui-Gon, Lando, Hera, there seems to be another wave that may drop before we see the Episode Eight characters. Because you look at, there's about six-ish characters that aren't actually um, part of the Episode Eight, and they're kind of yeah. lingering out there that aren't part of Rogue One, that really aren't part of Episode Eight. So it looks like there might be another wave dropping. I know the Thrawn is dropping in retail as well, um, just without the exclusive packaging, but that's going to be on Force Friday. So he'll be included in that first Episode Eight wave, I believe, as uh, just kind of a, a running figure. Um, okay. So usually you remember back from Rogue One, we had, I think, four new figures and two repacks. One was Rey, and I can't remember the other, Kylo, I think. Uh, was the yeah, other figure. Kylo. Yeah, Masters Kylo. So yeah. they had some carry forward characters from the previous movies. So we might see a Thrawn and maybe Tarkin in that first wave on Force Friday, along with, say, a Luke Skywalker, a Rey, a Finn, and some other character. Yeah, I think even that exclusive Vader might pop up as a standalone. The one that everyone's chasing the Legacy Pack. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. he's going to come up as a solo $30 retail figure. Definitely. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. And another figure that they announced that was, again, kind of out of nowhere was what is, I think, close to, if not the ninth iteration of a clone trooper. And this is Clone Commander Gree. And I had to kind of go back and look up who this character exactly was because I wasn't familiar. I knew it was from Kashyyyk, but apparently it is the clone that Yoda decapitated at the end of Revenge of the Sith as Order 66 is issued by the Emperor. And the one thing I like about this figure, as opposed to the majority of the other clones that we've gotten, is that the paint applications and the detail on it make it look a lot different. All the other ones are just have variations of reds and yellows on them, the striping. But this is like a full camo clone. This is a pretty cool looking figure. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Um, you know, I haven't really been a big uh, trooper collector, but... Um... You know, those those troopers are always funny to me because they remind me of uh, Halo, like Master Chief. I always yeah. thought they just look like replicas from that video game. But um, that's that's pretty cool. Um, I, I, I might have to pick this one up, but I also have to somehow find a Yoda to kind of go with it, which is going to be impossible. So Yeah, there's I a Black Series Yoda, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So I know that, that's cool. I, I, that's, that's a shocker too, actually. It kind of came out of nowhere. 
So. Yeah, and that that's a Toys R Us exclusive. So it's similar to what the hover tank pilot was, and I think it was the commander, the the snowtrooper commander from Force Awakens. So these usually hit with a little bit of a higher price point, um, okay. in the thirty four, thirty five dollar range compared to the thirty, just because right. of the exclusivity. But one thing I would caution here is both of those fingers, fingers, figures lingered on the pegs for quite some time, and they all saw about a half price discount. So if you're in the running for this Clone Commander Gree, I would maybe hold off on it a little bit because the Toys R Us exclusives just tend to hang out. You can still go and get a hover tank pilot right now. And I always buy them as soon as I see them because I'm under the assumption that these are going to go just quickly. I'm never going to see this again. And they linger. They linger. So it's interesting that this clone commander could go the same way. So that's going to be kind of my one prediction with this figure is that maybe wait on it a little bit if you're in the running for this because you might see this discounted quite heavily, especially online. Okay, that's a good call. Yeah, you're right for that because a bunch of those Marvel Legend exclusives too are just in the racks there. Yeah, Yeah, they just hang out. Yeah. So, And the last one that they did release here before we go back and talk about some of these exclusive vehicles that we did get um, was the Inferno Squadron pilot so this is another one that i wasn't completely familiar with and the reason being is because they were getting a book later on this year uh that kind of goes through their origin story they're kind of like the rebellions or sorry the empire's answer to the rebels on scarif so they're kind of like this this uh elite squadron that goes after sajarera's crew post uh, rogue one i believe and they're also the focus of battlefront 2 um, so this is a going to be a GameStop exclusive or an EB Games exclusive for those in Canada. So this is an appropriate figure because, it, you know, we're going to see them debuting, I believe, in November in Battlefront 2 um, right. in a big way there. They're going to be the focus of the storytelling, I believe, of the single player storytelling or whatever it is. You know, insert proper game reference <laughs> there. <laughs> but um, this cool looking, it looks kind of like a TIE fighter pilot. You do see some elite markings on it with the red, similar to what we saw with the Force Awakens elite TIE fighter pilot. Again, another cool figure and something I'm going to look forward to getting at EB Games because their exclusives, again, seem to hit hard and do get discounted. And the exclusivity of it makes it a little bit more intriguing to me. But again, it looks like mostly a, a repacked, rebuilt figure from what we've seen in the past. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I you know, I, I do a lot of EB game shopping, and I got my uh, my cool platinum edge card, so I can't help but take advantage of getting this figure from uh, that store. So I'll, I'll definitely get it. I don't know. I might even check out uh, Battlefront Two because there's a lot of disappointment with Battlefront One being how there was no single player campaign story mode. I know that's a big complaint amongst everybody. So I'll be sure to pick up the game and the figure as well. Awesome. Yeah, I'm probably doing the same thing. I'll probably come over to your house to play the game. Of course. <laughs> to yeah. be honest with yeah. you. But I will bring my figure along and then kind of say, ah, yes, I have it right here. <laughs> so quickly, I know we touched on the vehicles, the six-inch scaled vehicles that are coming out uh, with the Ray Jakku as well as the X-34 Landspeeder with Luke. And now that we've seen quite a few more pictures of these, we've seen them from the floor, we've seen some more release from StarWars.com, I just want to get your thoughts, your final thoughts are you going to be chasing both of these? I know you said you're going after Luke. Are you going to go after the Ray as well? Hands down. This yeah. line draw me into the vehicle game. Like, I can't wait to display these things. I'm definitely going to pop them open and have those things displayed because that that Luke on that bike is fantastic. And the head mold, the head mold is really what did it for me because I, I hated that that tiny head, the raisin head that he had before. <laughs> now it's like a proper sized head that's proportioned. And the paint apps look great. Um, I, I, and I love... 
Ray's look with the uh, the stormtrooper like goggles, but then the mask over top of it. I, I've, I've always been a big fan of that look, so I'm getting both of those figures for sure. And these ones are going to be uh, worldwide, right? Well, the the Luke, like I said, is going to be an uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusive, right. but I'm yes. assuming it's going to drop wide release. I don't yes. really know. I couldn't get a hold of. All of the Hasbro panel, there's only bits and pieces that people had filmed. So I don't know yep. if they announced it as a wide release similar to what we're getting with Thrawn. But my expectation right. is yes, that we'll probably get a wide release on this Luke. And I have to agree with you too. These pictures, like I was always sold on this, but the pictures yep. that they released sold it even more. And just seeing them in scale and against kind of the backdrop of what the, the people were seeing on the floor with the other figures surrounding it, they look yeah. awesome. Like you said, the paint applications are on point. The scale looks great, the size. I agree with you too. I'm a mitten box collector. I think yeah. I'm going to have to pull these out. Nice, nice. You um, display it now with your uh, TIE Fighter that you got going on too. Exactly, right? because yeah. that's one thing I wanted to touch on quick because that, that Force Awakens TIE Fighter, the first order TIE Fighter that we got, there was a price point of about 150 bucks. That pushed a lot of collectors out of this six-inch vehicle scale. And because these are going to be less than $100 and the scale is a lot better, you can actually display them on the shelves. I think these things are going to whip off the shelves oh like, yeah you know i've been wrong before on this um but i would say pick these up as soon as you see them because i don't think they're gonna last so have they ever done these things for force friday when it comes to vehicles or those always come a little bit later um the, like the tie fighter pilot was the first go at these and yeah. so it probably well it did come a little later so i'm assuming these may fall part of the second wave but i don't know they may have the ray drop with the first wave to be, being that you know we're going to the last jedi people yeah. are being reminded of this character let's think back to the force awakens a bit and because we've had so many different iterations of ray we had her in that exclusive kmart packaging she's had two or three different releases in individual waves yeah um, but like you said because they gave her the desert gear they kind of made it more intriguing to rebuy this character along of course with the jacku speeder for sure, because um, I think we only got her in the J Jakku gear with the mask from the three and three quarter line. I think. Yeah. Right? So yeah, so, she had I think three three and three quarters, and I think the the Jakku mask, the desert gear, came as something that you threw on if you pulled the figure out. So we haven't we seen this look in the six six inch version yet. Right. Okay. Which is pretty cool. So yeah, I just say hundred percent. I'm in fully with these, and I hope they continue to produce this size at this price point for these deluxe sets. I think that Hasbro knows exactly what they're doing now. They've kind of figured out a formula for the six-inch vehicles, and if they just yeah. keep going with this, they're gonna get my money. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, they're they're they've been stepping their game up for quite some time now. I'm, I'm loving this. Yeah. Yeah. And another announcement that they made at the Hasbro panel was one that was somewhat expected. I had kind of made the prediction that they're gonna announce an expansion of the 40th anniversary six-inch vintage card back line that didn't happen but they did announce the return of the vintage collection in the three and three quarter inch scale now this is the vintage card back in the three and three quarter inch scale figures but the figure is going to be highly articulated so i think they're going to be a lot more like the walmart exclusives that we're getting with the, the elbow joints the ankle rockers um, kind of more swiveling arms swiveling shoulders so they have a lot more posability to them and their sculpts are maybe a tiny bit better my fear is with these and because i do like the vintage car back look is that they're going to be running at this 14 dollars price point that we see the walmart exclusives running at at least that's here in canada as opposed to the card backs they have right now with the five poa that are only seven to eight to nine dollars depending on where you're picking them up 
So that actually you're doubling your price here in Canada for those figures. And I'm wondering if that's going to turn off a lot of collectors. Are you interested in this line at all? I know you don't collect the three and three quarter inch. And the only figure that they have announced to date is going to be a Ray. And that's on a Force Awakens vintage style card back. So it looks pretty cool. But again, it's a figure we've seen multiple times in this three and three quarter inch line. It's just going to be highly articulated. Interesting. Okay, so... They, they did show the pictures for this new one for the... Um... There was a video up on YouTube that shows kind of this nostalgic video montage that they did at the panel. It's really cool. If you haven't seen it, just cool. go type it into YouTube. It's really, really awesome what they did there. It's it's kind of got the Force Awakens original trailer theme music to it. And it goes nice. through a bunch of different imagery from the Force Awakens as well as it pulls in a lot of the old Kenner commercials. And oh, so it oh. kind of really hits you in the feels there. Like it, it gave me a great feeling. It made me want to jump straight into the store to buy this. And it was it was that. And at the end, they kind of just showed this the kind of a rotating kind of uh, figure that turned out to be Ray, and it shows the actual packaging. Um, but these aren't these aren't hitting until spring 2018. So you got a year to decide if you're going to jump into uh, this or not. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd have to look and see. I mean, the detail if it, the detail's a little bit better and there's more articulation, that's pretty cool. But, you know, I think I'm probably going to stick with the Black Series. And I kind of start hopping on the Infinity 3.0 line of these Star Wars Disney figures for some yeah. reason. So that's kind of another path I've walked down over Celebration. So I'll probably I'll probably skip out on the 3 and 3 quarter. But um, I'll always be, uh, you know, checking out uh, your collection over Studio A there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm definitely going to probably be getting at least the first couple of waves of these. The problem is with the highly articulated figures is that... I'm a mitten box collector, so I'm not pulling these out. So whether they're five POA or highly articulated, it doesn't really matter to me. It's about the card back. It's about the look on the shelf. And so if these are running $15, I'm going to be probably more of a pick and choose my favorite characters as opposed to being all in on this line. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense for inbox collectors, right? Yeah. Okay. And so one thing that we're going to kind of miss based off of the, um, the, the release of this podcast, at least, um, they did announce with that they're doing a three and three quarter inch fan choice award for this line. And so we know the Ray and the, the idea was that let the fans choose the next figure that's going to be dropping in this line. So the, the initial kind of voting went from April 15th through the 19th. And this was on a whole slew of fan sites. Go check out stars.com uh, to check those out. But there'll be a finalist from April 26th to the 30th posted on stars.com. So you can go in and choose which figure or vote for which figure you want to see next. And this has to be a figure that's never been in any sort of action figure line. I went and nominated actually two figures from the Aftermath trilogy. I nominated Admiral Ray Sloan as well as Mr. Bones. You don't really know because you haven't read the Aftermath, but these are two characters I really like in that. So I'm trying to go a little bit more obscure. We'll see what pops up on StarWars.com through the 26th uh, into the 30th for voting. But yeah, it's a cool way. It's the same way that Janus Solo kind of came about. People kind of go and reach into obscurity and try to bring these figures in. And it's going to be on the Vintage card back. So it's going to be a pretty cool look. So I'm excited about oh, that. Man, that's cool. Well, shoot, you know, I'll throw in there uh, Thane. Give me Thane from Lost Stars. I'd like oh, to yeah. see what this character looks like. So uh, yeah, I'll throw in Thane. It'd be cool if it goes to a, a person from a novel too, right? Because we don't really have an idea. We have an idea, but we don't know what they really look like. So that'd be cool if you got something out of the novels. Yeah, I agree. I think it's important to kind of bring some of these characters in. I think they've released some imagery of Nora Wexley and Admiral Ray Sloan, what they actually look like. Yes, um, that's or right. Some interpretations of them. So it'd be cool to see them in action figure form as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
All right, man. Well, we've just spent half an hour gushing about action figures. We've got a lot more to get through here. Cool. Let's jump quickly into the books and comics. So there are quite a few panels over the weekend discussing Marvel Comics, as well as Delray books and other books that are be coming out in the Star Wars canonical universe. And some of the ones that I'm really excited about and a character I'm really excited about is Captain Phasma. This is one of the most underutilized characters in The Force Awakens, and she's getting a huge push in this new journey to the last Jedi line. Similar to what we had with The Force Awakens with the release of a ton of books on Force Friday, we're getting the same thing for The Last Jedi. And Phasma seems to be, at least from the initial announcement of books here, the focus. We're getting a four-issue Marvel Comics miniseries on her. And this is picking up right after the events of The Force Awakens. So we're going to see how she escaped Starkiller Base. And it's one of these four-issue series that you and I really like and we really asked for. It's a character I really wasn't expecting, but I'm super stoked about it. What are your thoughts on Phasma's comic book? Oh, comic book, I'm totally in. I think I think a four-part miniseries just suits her so well for this character, especially to bridge that gap between episode seven and episode eight. Um, because I felt like the cut, the cut, the character didn't get enough justice served in uh, episode seven. I feel like we, we the fans wanted more. They marketed her. Uh, they gave her a hard push in marketing, thinking that we're going to be getting the new Boba Fett, basically, out of this character, but we didn't. So I, I like the fact that we're getting a comic book and a four-part miniseries. You know, we respond pretty well to those. So definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, and she's also getting a novel adaptation by Delilah S. Dawson. Now, she is somewhat of a veteran. She did a, a book called The Perfect Weapon which was, I didn't really read it. It was kind of another one of these lead-ins to The Force Awakens. Uh, but she's writing a book called Star Wars Phasma. And there's not a lot of details on this, but my assumption is going to be there's going to be a bit more of an origin story on Phasma. So we're going to see her rise through the ranks of the First Order, as well as how she acquired that chrome armor. That's a speculation and a prediction. That seems like a story that needs to be told. Now, whether they choose to do that in the film or in this book, I'm excited either way. I love what they're doing in the Star Wars literature right now and adapting a character like this, giving us a bit more depth is super exciting. Yeah, this one, I don't I don't know if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into it. Um, I do like the comic aspect of this character to see and I would definitely like to see her more fleshed out in the movies. As for her whole novel, I don't know if I could spend that much time on her. So I think I'm going to pass on this one. All right, well, I'm there. I'll let you know if this is a yes, read or not. For sure. For sure. Yes. And another couple characters, and this is very appropriate for the 40th anniversary here, is we're going to get a, a Luke Skywalker book. It's called Star Wars The Legends of Luke Skywalker. And again, not much was released on this. But you look at the cover art that was released, and we got a few images of Luke Skywalker. There's there's some stuff from Empire, and there's an old man, Luke, there as well. My hope is, is this is going to be telling some of the tales that we have not gotten in between Return of the Jedi and the Force Awakens timeline. He's been almost completely absent from all of the canonical storytelling up until this point. We haven't seen him in any of the books. He's not present in Aftermath other than a few drop references. He's not in Bloodlines. He's in really none of the comic books that kind of take place at Poe Dameron or anything like that. So I'm excited and hoping that this just isn't a retelling of some in-between stories that we've already kind of seen or we've gotten in different kind of comic book iterations or something like that. Any speculation on what you think this book could be about? This one's a tough one, you know, because with the current, the current comics right now of star Wars, they cover base, they're covering between episodes four and five. Right. Yeah. So for them to do, let's say a book that takes place between 30 years between episode six and seven, 
would be kind of ballsy because uh, I really want a movie. I really want a movie of Luke as opposed to a book. I'm definitely going to get it. It's Luke Skywalker, right? But I just don't know what to expect from this book. I have, I have no idea what they could be telling. It would make sense if they're telling, you know, stories after, I guess, Shattered Empire. And um, yeah. between Shattered Empire and Episode 7 would make sense. But I, I really just don't know. I, I, I'm still rooting for a Sebastian Stan uh, Luke Skywalker film. <laughs> so Definitely. Who, who knows? Who knows? Definitely. Yeah. It's a must-have, though. It's Luke Skywalker. I'm going to get Oh, yeah. It. I think it's also a young reader's book I'm, or a young adult book. I might be wrong on that one. That's right. Um, it's because it's the rope to uh, The Last Jedi, right? Yeah. So don't it's quote me on that. So that might make it a bit more of an easier read, something you can kind of plow through in a couple different listenings. There's not many other stories you can tell, I mean, for Luke, really, no. right? You have and, stuff after episode seven and then between episodes six and seven. Yeah, exactly. And I think because he's going to have a big presence in The Last Jedi, they need to start to build up this character more. There's a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of mystery around him. If they can start yeah. giving us a few of these like tidbits leading into The Last Jedi, it gets people thinking about Luke Skywalker more. There's less uncertainty going into this character. And we're going to get a lot into the trailer in a few minutes here. Yes. But I think this book will serve as a good prelude to his character making his presence felt in The Last Jedi. And the next big book that they did announce that I'm super excited about is by Claudia Gray. She's one of my favorite Star Wars writers right now. And she's doing a book called Star Wars Leia, Princess of Alderaan. This is going back and looking at the early life of Princess Leia into the spark of the rebellion to steal a line from Star Wars Rebels. Like Claudia Gray coming back, you must be as excited as I am to see her back and writing Leia as well. Oh, for sure. If you guys have been listening to us for a while now, you'll know probably at least every two or three months I'll throw in, maybe even every month, I'll throw in a Claudia Gray uh, push. She's fantastic. You know, if you tell me you're going to do a Princess Leia book, a novel, you, you got to go Claudia Gray because she gets this character so well. She did this character such justice in um, Bloodlines, and she's she's a great writer. She did, you know, uh, Lost Stars there too, so I can't wait yeah. to see what she does here i think she's just gonna smash it this is honestly my most anticipated book coming out of celebration once they made this announcement yeah it's up there for me as soon as you stick claudia gray as a writer for stars book i'm there and like you said like she executed and wrote leia flawlessly in bloodlines and it's gonna be so great to see her kind of capture her voice from her early years so we did get kind of that early appearance in stars rebels so i'm not exactly sure the timeline but that's easy to work into but man this is gonna be a great read this is another one of these young adult novels so it's gonna be somewhat shorter which is good these are novels you can chew through in a couple of days as opposed to the 17 hour marathon that is thrawn like yes like this is gonna like i'm super excited about that book don't get me wrong but yeah. sometimes having something that you can kind of chew into with good concise writing it's yeah. a lot of fun to get into and with a character like this and princess leia you know just with everything that's happened this year, I think Claudia Gray is the appropriate person to re-bring Leia's voice back into kind of the Star Wars literature again. Like she's the one to use for this because of how well she did in Bloodlines. Yeah, right there with you, man. And how cool it'd be too, you know, going off of Lost Stars. A uh, little minor spoiler if you guys haven't read the book there, but how cool would it be in this new novel if you get to see her kind of come up to that moment when she crosses paths with uh with thane there i, th- I think it's like a gallery a gallery yes oh, man, you just you just blew my brain apart that right? has to oh, happen cool. in this book has to happen. yes yes like it's such a little nod like yeah it's at a yeah some sort of ball or whatever and she's dancing right yeah well, gala of some sort right oh man that is so for cool. sure gonna be in this book i hope so i hope so because the timeline would match up perfectly yes it would yeah. Yeah. oh that's awesome like she has to reference her own her own characters right of course uh, bring them back 
Oh, man. So yeah. excited for what's coming out in the stores literature. Like, there's a whole bunch of other smaller books that were released as well or announced as well. But I think these were the kind of the four big ones and the four sure. that I thought that we were probably going to be chewing into. And I think they're the four that are going to add the most to this lead into the last gen. I think for the most part, all of them are somewhat necessary. I don't think they're going to be like a catalyst type book where you kind of need to read this to really get a relationship like you had to with Krennic and Galen Urso. I think these are going to be more supplemental and building up some of the characters. Like I don't think they're going to be hinging the movie on any of this, but at the same time, it's great to get some of these legacy characters. Some of these, the two of the big three kind of expanded a bit more. And then we get Han Solo in a movie next year. So they're really playing again with this timeline and I'm super excited to get these books and get them in hand. I got a big stack right now that I'm, I'm backlog big time here. And we're getting to the point where it's almost difficult to keep up with everything. But I think at some point I just got to kind of get into it, grind it out and just go for it. All right, man, let's let's skip over to the silver screen here. We had two humongous trailers drop. Uh, one being the Star Wars Rebels Season 4 trail. This is something that we we're anticipating. And listening over to the Skyhoppers, they did show the first episode of Star Wars Rebels Season 4. Not many spoilers coming into that. They kind of weren't talking about much, but I think it is a Mandalore episode. But Dave Filoni, he was out the day before I think this actually dropped. And one thing I just want to touch on quick here is they released him and Pablo Hidalgo. They released that graphic of Captain Rex. Um, looking like the Return of the Jedi character. So they're slowly bringing that kind of that little bit of a tie. There's a bearded, white bearded man in Return of the Jedi that goes down to Endor with Leia and Han. And people have been saying, you know, this is Rex, this is Rex. And the uniform that he's getting in Rebel Season 4 looks exactly like this. This is something that you've been calling for a while. I've always been a bit skeptical on, but you've always (laughs) supported this yeah it's so cool it's so cool to see that this has come true and i i just think it's it's so creative of those two to uh, put something together like this and just finalize that and you know we we, we know for sure now that we have um a syndulla hera that makes it out and we know that we have rex that makes it yep. out. and it's cool that a clone has been around that long like when you think about it return of the jedi rex has been around since you know attack of the clones that's that's crazy yeah he's seen yeah. basically the start to finish of everything right which is which is awesome awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um, and when Floney was out there for the main Rebels panel, one thing that he did announce that I was actually quite shocked at was that this was going to be the final season of Star Wars Rebels. And that kind of breaks my heart. I've really gone into this show, especially after the season two mid-season finale. Like Ever since then, I've been 100% into this show. And it's become one of my favorite Star Wars viewing experiences. And to see now this show coming to an end, like we've been speculating for quite a while on our after shows about what they could be doing. Is there characters they can pull through into the original trilogy timeline, similar to what they look like they're doing with Hera. But with Filoni's comments there, as well as this trailer, this trailer is very conclusive in nature. There's a lot of past tense speaking, especially with the voiceover we get from Hera at the start of this. And like man like how what are your thoughts hearing that stars rebels is coming to an end yeah you know i i kind of uh, been embracing it um i've been expecting it for a little bit actually thinking that this was gonna be the final season um i'm okay with that and like dave filoni said i believe he said this at least but it, it makes sense because he can actually put an ending to the series that he started you know with the clone wars unfortunately he didn't get the opportunity to uh, have a conclusion a proper conclusion to uh that, that that series so it makes sense that he gets to wrap things up and uh, and that's going to be good. 
but 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 yeah, you know, I, I, I'm ready for this. I can't wait to see what happens. I think for sure this means someone is gonna die, for sure. Like I know I said it last season, but for sure someone's passing. I think Kanan. I don't think Kanan's making it out this season. Um, I really love the voiceover of Hera in this trailer. I thought that was fantastic. It's not my favorite uh, trailer. I, last year's trailer blew me away with the with the Thrawn reveal. Yeah, definitely. But I do think uh, probably midwinter break we're gonna get some big reveals. I think that's gonna be the bigger trailer actually. So, yeah, this looked like it was probably from a couple of episodes. Yes. What like they the what they were. Yeah, it didn't look like they're showing much more than that because there's a lot of talk in here about Lothal and you see a couple Mandalorian shots. And based off what was kind of leaked there as far as at least the episode title, it looks like this is probably from, I would say, the first three or four episodes, like you said there. So there's a lot to come in this. But that voiceover that you mentioned, this is, you know, I have to agree with you that this isn't my favorite trailer because it's not as big as some of the other ones. But it really captured a lot for me. This voiceover by Hera, I really like the start of it. Like, like I'm going to quote it here a little bit, is that it was a simple story about a boy who was lost and a girl who was broken. They fought alongside a survivor, a war vet, and a fallen knight. We never imagined that it would end like this. Like, that is fairly conclusive, and it's all past tense, right? And yes. it looks like Hera is going to be a big focal point of this season, just based off of this trailer. And I think that's an appropriate thing to do. It sounds like she's almost telling the story of Star Wars Rebels from post-Battle of Scarif or something like that, right? Yes, yes. It almost feels like that all along this whole season has been, this whole show has been her story. Yeah. Not Kane's, not Ezra's. Yeah. Yeah, it's in just some of the imagery that we do see in this. Like, I, like well, let's just jump straight into my favorite part here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to delay sure. this very much longer. <laughs> we do see Yavin, we do see Y-Wings, and man, we see the freaking X-Wings. Oh, awesome. <sighs> Coming out awesome. of hyperspace like that incredible i'm slightly disappointed that i didn't get this like wow factor while watching but at the same time i get it in this trailer the fact that they're bringing x-wings in here finally feloni said he was gonna do it i thought it was gonna be at the end of season three this is gonna be a cool reveal to exactly how they get the x-wings where they come from in season four i'm really excited for this aspect of season four here for sure and i mean i know x-wings is like your jam like yeah you, you're loving the x-wings so when i saw that i was like I know Tim's losing his mind right now because that's you've been anticipating that ship for so long. A big thing though, Ahsoka. Yes. Ahsoka, because Dave Filoni's shirt. Did you see the difference between her shirt? I did. That was that was really cool what he did there. He had the question but, mark before yes. the trailer and the explanation mark after the trailer. I'm still in the camp of mm -hmm. Ahsoka died with Vader. Right. What are your thoughts on interpreting what Filoni was meaning there? Was he screwing with us? Was he actually trying to tell us something? Like, this is his character, right? This is right. his baby. What do you think he's meaning with all that? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's it's kind of funny because with Rebels, and I, I love Rebels, what they've done. But if you listen to our, you know, our Rebels Alert after show, one of my biggest complaints with the season finale was what they did with the Bendu. I didn't like what they did with the Bendu. And it seems like Dave Filoni has been kind of playing it a little bit with, like, things that are a little more powerful than the Jedi in some sorts, things that are a little too big. And what I've been hearing is and speculating is basically that Ahsoka might come back as a wolf. And I know that sounds you funny. You see that wolf <laughs> in the trailer, right? You see the wolf in the trailer. You see in the concept art that Ahsoka is surrounded by a bunch of wolves. Yeah. If you look at Ahsoka's, like, head, I don't know, like, the tentacles of someone, the pattern in that is the same as that wolf. And the wolf's carrying, I think, Ezra and Kanan. So we don't know if she's kind of come back as this wolf of some sort. But we all know that Filoni's favorite thing 
is wolves and his favorite thing as well is ahsoka putting yeah. those two together so i don't know i'm not in the realm of like reincarnation in star wars i don't really know but if anybody could do it it's it's filoni and it, it has my interest so I, I just don't know yeah it was it was a weird thing to see it in the trailer because you have all this great stars imagery that it kind of the music swelled there they did a really good job with the score in that trailer and then you yes. get into this wolf kind of coming out of the first I guess 45, 50 seconds of old footage. And then the first thing you see from season four is, I think it was actually Ezra and Sabine on the wolf. Right. Maybe. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. And that, that kind of threw me for a loop here, but um, yeah. I, I kind of did some digging and I saw some people referencing this. I wasn't completely aware of this wolf thing. Um, mm-hmm. Filoni's kind of love for wolves and all this. And right. it's, it's different. It's not what I would expect from Ahsoka, but it still yeah. does fit into this, you know, Ahsoka did die in the Vader fight. That's, I think right. that was an appropriate end for that character. Now, whether she's reincarnated into something different, that's cool. Like you said, Filoni seems to be playing with something a bit bigger in mm-hmm. scale when it comes to the Force in Star Wars Rebels, in the Star Wars right. universe. And so if he wants to bring these elements in, I'm cool with that. The Bendu, yeah, the last episode was a bit different with what happened there, but kind of bringing this in, I think it just has to be executed properly. And I think yes. Filoni, like you said, if anyone can do it, it's him. Um, right. He did bring the element of the Bendu in, which I think is still going to come to play in season four, because yeah. you said that, that Kanan's going to die. I would have to agree with you, but mm-hmm. maybe less die and more transforms into something different. I have this feeling that we're just going to see Kanan fully embrace the force in a manner that cool. puts him out of the physical world and into maybe of somewhere in the middle. Like, could he become the next Bendu or something like that? That's the type of feeling I get from Kanan. I don't feel like he's going to be, you know, a character that dies swinging his lightsaber. I think that's more appropriate for Ezra, but I feel like Kanan, he's become somewhat of a pacifist. Well, I don't know if that's the right word, but just because of his embrace of the Bendu and what we've seen over the last season since he's been blinded, I mm-hmm. think there's a lot more there because there's even a quote in there too where he was talking to to Ezra about the them being the balance. Yes. And this fits again into what we saw in the last Jedi trailer. Like there's a lot of this balance, you know, this almost gray area or there's something different about Kanan and I just don't feel like he's going to be, you know, die in a fight with Thrawn or with someone else. Like, I think it's more about him embracing something bigger and almost just kind of like poof disappearing. And, right. and then he's the new Bendu. Like there's something there for me. I don't know what it is, but I don't think Kanan's going to die in this, in, in kind of the, the normal sense of a, of a Jedi death. That's so cool that you bring that up because Freddie Prince Jr. himself, the one that voice acts uh, Kanan, I believe he said in season one, you know, he's gone through different uh, mentors and season one, he, ble- I believe he said is the inquisitor. And then season two, he said it's actually Maul. And then season three, he says it's the Bendu. Yeah. So that's actually really neat that you bring that up because I could actually see him kind of go that route and take on the next mantle of the Bendu. I really like that idea. That's cool. Um, and we even get some some looks at Saw Gerrera. He's going to be coming back to Rebels. I think that's great. He's seemingly grown quite a bit of hair, which gives us kind of a bit of timeline how much time has passed. I would say at least six months going into this. 
Yeah, because um, Callus has the beard going on now. Oh yeah, like it's funny. You listen over to Ash or Skyhoppers, and she starts talking about the hot Callus hashtag or something going around like that. Like he's got like this flowing locks. He's got a full beard. He's looking all rebel and rugged. This kid, he looks. It was kind of shocking to go from kind of this you know straight cut Imperial. Now he's kind of like this like rugged bad boy. Yeah, he got his hands on some Nickelback over over the six months. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see both those characters back and i hope we get a little bit more depth into what pushed sajrera over the edge as well as how he got his cybernetic legs and kind of how he ended up with his look in rogue one because we're really pressing up right against that and they have to explain that a bit and i think rebels is a great way to do it yeah i wonder if they'll go that route rebels explaining his uh his legs or if we'll get it in that book because we do have that other book still coming out with Jin and, and oh yes so uh, yeah but we know yeah. that that by the end of that book, he still must have his legs because in season three, he still had his legs, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so does this book take place before we saw him in season three? Or does it take place kind of between those, like after, before season three and after? I'm not sure how much is jumping around there, but it does take place when him and Jin are together, I believe. Right. Okay. Okay. So Rebels should explain. Exactly. Exact yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, what's going on there. And so whether yeah. that's something to do with Thrawn, that would be a kind of a, a cool opposition of character to do. There's a lot they can do with that character in this in Rebels right now, and I think he's a character that is popping up kind of everywhere, and I think this is the place to do it to explain how he, even if it's kind of implied or off-camera because it still yeah. is a kid's show, uh, yeah. I think it's cool to fill in kind of that, that canonical material with Saw Gerrera. That's right, because they did tease it before. They, we did see that yes. little missile kind of go. I thought that was happening. When, that, when right. they threw the, the bomb at his feet, I was like, oh, man, here we go. Yeah. Um, and one other character that popped up here a couple times that I thought was really cool was Rook. Now, this is a character, a Nogri, from the Thrawn trilogy. This is the character that was kind of gray. He kind of had the ridged forehead. This is the bodyguard from the Thrawn trilogy. And spoilers for the Thrawn trilogy, Rook is the one that actually kills... Thrawn in that book. I don't think that's going to happen here, but it's really cool that we're going to see this character in Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, I think that's cool because I, I think uh, we were playing around with the idea before that Callus was going to take on the kind of uh, role that uh, that that character did in the in, in the Thrawn trilogy. So that's cool that they brought him in here because he, he's kind of a, he's like the bodyguard assassin kind of. Yeah. Uh, is it? Yeah. So that'd be cool to see, and he's voiced by um, Warwick Davis. Uh, yes. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah he's That's cool. Awesome. He's he's again. He's kind of like an R two C three. Like he's been present in a lot of. I think I think his first he was um, Wicket in uh, Return yeah. of the Jedi, and right. so he's been present in everything. He was in Episode one. He was in Rogue One. I think he was in Force Awakens, playing different characters, and he seems to come out and host everything. Uh, yeah, he's with a great the panels. Host. Yeah, I really like what he does. Yeah. Just before we stop talking about Rebels to jump into The Last Jedi here, I want to quickly run down a list, and I can't remember if we did this or not on our after show. But we're going to do it here again now seeing the season four trailer to see if our opinions have changed or to kind of state our upfront opinions before going into season four of Rebels, which is going to be next fall. So we're going to probably do this again. But I'm going to run down a few people. You're just going to say lives or dies or if there's something else you think kind of like Kanan, just state it. I'm going to start cool. off here with Sabine. Sabine uh, lives. Lives. I agree. Hera. Lives. Lives. Chopper. Lives. Lives, yes. Yeah. Zeb. He's going to bite it. I agree. Callus. <laughs> He's going to bite it. Yeah, I agree. Thrawn? He's not going to make it out either. No. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I don't see him going past season four. Seeing Callus now, I'm more on board than I have ever been with him killing Thrawn, actually. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so, right? They, yeah. they seem to have planted the seeds for that. Right. Um, how about Ezra? Ezra's for sure going to make it through. You think so? Yeah. I think he's for sure. I think they're, I think they're building this character up. I think there's a lot they're going to explore with him down the road. What, what do you think? I'm interested now. I think he's going to die. You think he's going to die this season? I think Ooh. one of the. T- I think both of them have to go. But like I said yep. before, I think Kanan's going to become something different, something bigger. Right. And I think Ezra's going to be the one that actually dies. Um, it's just the way the hair of voiceover was and his, like, it's been about him. I think it's a, you know, it's a start and finish with Ezra. I think that's the way to go. I don't know. I don't know if they can keep him alive because he's younger because we've Mm -hmm. seen Kanan, like I said, he's taken such a, like a left turn out of the kind of your normal Jedi master sort of mold. I think that he can get away with not dying. I think that Ezra has to be the one that bites it here. Oh, okay. Is it because he's a Jedi? Like, he's a Force-sensitive? Is that why you think more so? Yeah, and he seems to be fairly powerful when he does yeah. actually use the Force. And right. I just don't think he can have someone that young be right. present throughout the OT and not be in the Rebellion. Like, like I, I know we've tried to explain away a few times that, like, you could have other things going on in the background away from the Battle of Yavin, away from Echo Base, where these characters are present. By the time we get to Return of the Jedi, this is kind of like the Rebellion last stand, right? All yep. hands on deck for this. And why we don't see some of these characters like you can get away, you can write out Hera and Chopper and even Zeb and that, that they were on one of the ships fighting outside of this Death Star number two. Mm-hmm. But you can't get away from having Ezra, you know, by that time, he's six years older, right? So he's into his late 20s or whatever. He should be a pretty powerful Jedi by this point. He should be. He should um, be. And Yoda and Obi-Wan should know about him. Like Obi-Wan knows they, about him. They do. Yeah, both Yoda. Yoda does too. Yoda yeah. and Obi-Wan do. Yeah. So that's why I think he's got to die. Right, yeah. But it's exciting, man. We're going to get this season here in September, I think. It's last season. We're going to be back discussing it. I'm super excited for that. One last thing, actually, because with this uh, wrapping up, we are getting another animated series. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be, though. Don't know, eh? Any speculations? No ideas? I just don't know what they can do next. I have a feeling that they're going to pick up coming out of A New Hope for some reason. Um, okay. Or maybe not even out of a new hope because they can't. They're doing the comic books in there, so they're gonna step all over that. I don't know where they can pick up. I think it's gonna be something with the big three, though. I just have this feeling that we're gonna okay. get in the, uh, some sort of TV show with the characters that everyone's familiar with. Like I don't know, I don't know what they can do. I even the aftermath characters would be kind of cool to pick up in the TV show, but it'd be a lot like Rebels. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, man, there was a little bit of a trailer that dropped on the Friday at the Last Jedi panel. Did you have a chance to watch this trailer or this um, panel uh, on YouTube? No, I'm staying away from everything Last Jedi, so I avoided this trailer. Get no, out! No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, of course not. No, this is crazy. I've, I've watched this thing more than I've watched the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer and the Ragnarok trailer combined. Yeah, this is, this is incredible. Oh yeah, so crazy. good. The panel was fantastic to watch. It was hosted by Josh Gad who's the one that's been giving Daisy Ridley a hard time on the new set of their movie. The The interaction of the characters was great. Ryan Johnson seems like an awesome director. They had the whole crew out there. I, I love what they did here, and I saw some of the fan reaction from inside of the, the main hall that they showed this in. People were going bananas, as was I when I watched this. I was actually on an airplane when this dropped, and I had just landed in Toronto. I'm out to see my family. That's why if... We should have probably mentioned this at the start of the episode, but huge caveat. If our audio sounds funny, it's because this is our like fourth attempt at trying to do a Skype call-in recording 
for the nerd room here. And hopefully this time it works because I hope we don't have to re-record this. But anyways, if the audio sounds funny, that's why. But I got off a plane. I had a whole ton of Twitter notifications saying, oh my God, have you seen this? You've seen this? First thing I did, pop my headphones in as soon as we got on the ground and watch this on my phone. I always watch these for whatever reason my phone. I finally got back to my parents' place, watched it on TV. Holy crap, man. Let's. I just got to hear your overall first thoughts on this trailer and then we'll jump into a little bit more depth as we run through it over the next 10-15 minutes or so yeah full body chills man this this was crazy this was absolutely crazy the whole time and i'm sure you've seen it plenty of times out there but when luke's saying just breathe i i I, he was talking to me because i was just like (laughs) holy crap this is this is incredible we get words from luke we get so much in this trailer i feel like some people say, oh, we didn't get that much. No, we got, like, a lot without them giving it away, without, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming yes. all over the place. They, they really gave it to us here. So, man, this was crazy. I'm so glad we got this trailer. Love it. Love it. Yes, I agree. Like, it gives you so much with so little. Yes. Like, having this voiceover, like, the fact that we didn't ever get Luke speaking in The Force Awakens, and he is the one that speaks the most in this first trailer is awesome and his quote here starting off with breathe just breathe now reach out what did you see like oh he sounds incredible like i'm just talking about it i've got full body goosebumps right now like he sounds like an old luke skywalker like mark hamill is a genius brilliant voice actor this guy is he's a brilliant actor but you know we all know what incredible work he can do with his voice yes Yes, and what did you Sounds- think of of Ray answering back? You know, after he says, "What did you see?" Light, darkness, a balance, and then he says, "It's so much bigger." Haunting words here. Yeah, this this is crazy. I mean, clearly they're going a different route with the Jedi. I think they're pulling one over us, where you know we all have that idea of the Jedi uh, that they're the light, and I feel like they're doing something so much more different with the Jedi. I feel we're going a different route with these characters because the world we live in now is a little more gray. It's not so happy. It's not so black and white. And I feel that's what they're going to pick up on here with the Jedi themselves. They're going to kind of transcend it with the times that we're going through right now, and we're in for something really big here absolutely are you okay with them kind of taking what we know as far as the light the dark kind of this very binary look at the jedi at the sith and doing something completely different with it like this is going far away from what we know as far as the jedi and sith and for me personally i'm gonna embrace this fully i think this is a really cool way to evolve these characters to evolve the jedi order we saw a lot of it in the prequel trilogy exactly what the order was we saw the remnants of it in the original trilogy and i think we're going to see something brand new come out of it because when you look at this and we've been talking about this for a while when even going back and and looking at when they first announced it was called the last jedi you and i have been been embracing and speculating about this whole gray idea this finding balance this evolution of the jedi and i think this trailer points us in that direction it could be a massive misdirect but i don't think they're going down the simple path of we're just going to rebuild the jedi the 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 whole order once again even though it's failed twice now that we're kind of aware of right I don't know. This, like, some people are talking about Dark Side Luke, or like the the idea that what they're doing with the Jedi, with Ryan Johnson, is doing is kind of be so different than what we've seen in the past that it, it might kind of turn us 
a bit away from Star Wars, but I think this is such a cool way to evolve Star Wars into something different. Like you look at The Force Awakens, we saw a lot of parallels to A New Hope. I think this movie is going to be the breakout and the changing into this brand new trilogy. Like this is going to be the movie that shifts seismically this whole franchise into something different, something that could be carried now for another six movies or something to that effect. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think they very well can do that. And I, I do know Ryan Johnson is a big fan of the prequels. He actually likes the prequels. So yeah. I feel like this could tie on a lot of tissues uh, from the prequels, such as, you know, uh, Qui-Gon kind of walked that gray line as a Jedi. Yeah. And it can always question the ways of the Jedi. So I feel we could kind of pull off those things and really, you know, get a concrete story here. It's some really cool new lore for the Star Wars universe. I'm, I'm totally excited for this. You know, who knows, though, with, with Luke's last lines, we don't know if that could be him you know just quoting something from some ancient books yeah there's speculations that those books could be from the guardians of the will yeah the journals of the will yeah the journals of the will right and 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 the tree there it could very well be from shattered empire if you read those but you have you have books there that could be the force tree right there which would be phenomenal so man yes it's it's, i want to read you something here just quickly so the journal of wills was was canonized in the force awakens novelization um, so there's a quote actually from it here, and I'm going to read it quickly here. It's it says this is from the the opening scroll of the um, the Force Awakens novelization. It says, first comes the day, then comes the night. After the darkness shines through the light, the difference they say is only made right by resolving of gray through refined Jedi sight. So this is kind of a really cool quote, and what this points me towards is exactly what we're talking about here. This is not an accident that this quote from the Journal of the Wills is in the novelization of The Force Awakens. Um, It's really cool. I think it's something that we're going to have to go back and relook. And I think we're going to have to do that with a lot of this trailer and a lot of what we talked about today is that we try to crack off these episodes in, in a reasonable amount of time here. And digesting some of this over the last couple of days has been difficult because we look at so many different aspects of Star Wars. I feel like my brain has been scrambled here and I know we're missing things here. And this is something that warrants coming back and revisiting and relooking. But this whole idea of the gray, I'm really liking it, man. Like, I really like where they're going with this. I think it's super cool how they're evolving this whole train of thought when it comes to the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lost for words here. In this in this trailer here, let's talk about some of the other really cool shots and imagery that we got in this. We did get a really nice look from the back of General Leia. She's looking at what looks to be potentially Luke's map um, from whatever rebel base that they are on or resistance base that they're on. Um, right. I mean, you hear whispers of Leia or, or someone talking. Yeah, so throughout this whole thing, I think there's also a quote in there from Obi-Wan and some Vader breathing as well. We yeah, see... doing Kylo Ren's mask. Yeah. So what do you think that's about, Kylo's destroyed mask? Um, It, it makes sense. I, I, I was pretty sure we weren't going to get the mask anyways, right? Um, he's kind of broken out of that shell. We do see a slight scar above his, I think, right eye. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Same eye as Anakin's, I believe, actually. So that's 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 pretty cool. He still has his lightsaber, which yeah. looks awesome. Yeah, it seems to me that this is this is right in line with the character. He's gone through some sort of fit of rage. Um, my yeah. guess is that he was kind of staring at the helmet and looking at maybe some sort of failure um, that yeah. he was wasn't able to to stop Ray or he lost a Ray, and so he feels that he needs to embrace something different. Now, whether that's not wearing a mask or whether that's an entirely new mask. Um, that would be pretty cool. I think we need a, a, a masked villain, though. Maybe that's what Phasma is going to be for this for this movie. Right. But or I, I, who? 
or Benicio del Toro even maybe. Oh yeah, very right. Yeah, interesting. I, I but I, I like Kylo's mask. I think we need yes. something to that effect in here. And I'm hoping he's not running around with the kind of the Goldilocks, the flowing locks, and all that for this whole movie. I, I liked him mask up. He seems more menacing that way to me at least. Um, I, I agree. I agree, and I think this solidifies. This, there's no redeeming this character. I think he's he's set on that dark path. I don't think he's coming out of the darkness. No, I don't think so either. I don't want him to have a redemptive arc. Like we've had the yeah. redemptive arc with Vader. I think yeah. this character just needs to be straight on dark side, straight on evil. Um, we do see some cool imagery too with what looks to be um, a complimentary shot to Luke with his hand on R2. And we do see his uh, the Jedi school what looks to be burning. Yeah. Um, this is going to come back to the Kylo story as well. And I'm right. hoping we get some um, insights into the Knights of Ren or maybe even seeing them. They could be my masked villains for this movie. Um, and hopefully they come as like lieutenants to Kylo and we see a lot more of them. Even maybe a battle with them and Rey and maybe something with the Resistance. Like kind of almost um, like this this like, commando type thing or this elite force that kind of sent out by Supreme Leader Snook to try to capture Luke Skywalker once they figure out where he is. Yeah, okay. Liking it. Yeah, so there, there's also a couple shots here of the Millennium Falcon flying over what looks to be Arc 2, which is the planet that Luke is on. So we know Rey and Chewie took the Falcon here, and they're being chased and also shooting down TIE fighters. My guess here, again, I guess we should have said spoilers, but you kind of get the point of it. <laughs> um, my guess here is that a lot of this trailer is from the first 40 or so minutes of the movie, and that's the... First Order, almost said Empire there. The First Order actually finds out where Luke is and ends up mounting an assault on the planet. And then there's some sort of battle again with the Resistance coming to the aid of Luke. I'm not sure. I think there's going to be something a bit bigger there. And that's eventually why we're going to get Luke coming off planet um, and rejoining the Resistance to some degree. Um, but the battle, I think we get a little bit look or a little look at the battle between the First Order and the Resistance. When we do see what look to be the B-Wings with the red streams coming at them. And in the distance, you can see the Adats. Oh, man. Oh, how great. Like, the the shots in this, man. Gorgeous. Oh, man. Just cinema at its best, just looking at this trailer. I mean, obviously, you, you, you watch the trailer on your on your big screen, I'm sure, too. Yeah, definitely. Right away, you mentioned. And, oh, it just looks fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And this might be, we've seen a lot or heard a lot of rumors of that there's a, there's a fight or an assault by the First Order. Very reminiscent of Empire again, so playing on some of the similar themes that we've seen. But there is a there is a, a fight that does lead to Leia being injured, and I think this fight is going to be pretty early on in the movie. And this is how the First Order is actually going to obtain the map to Luke, and that's what leads them to R two, and then kind of pushes our, the rest of our movie. But it does look like they're going to spend a, quite a bit of time, at least at the start of the movie on arc two with ray and luke training we do see some of that voice over the start but we also see some just beautiful shots from a distance these helicopter shots of ray training with anakin's lightsaber with luke looking over her like i can see your face on skype right now here man but holy man like just incredibly done Yes. Yeah, it just looked fantastic. You know, I, I follow Daisy Ridley there on uh, Instagram, and I, I've been keeping up with watching her um, her training videos going on there for uh, The Last Jedi. And just to see her whip around that lightsaber just looked incredible. I know there's been a lot of speculations of people saying, hey, is that Yoda that they see kind of standing around? I think it's just rocks. I don't think it actually is Yoda because no. of course you could see through it. He'd be transparent. But it's, you know, it's all speculation. It's all cool. But I love that sequence of just Luke's just being the grandmaster watching over her, his student and she's just going to town with that lightsaber and it's Anakin's of course so I, I love it love that scene 
Yeah, this this whole movie, this whole trailer has has given me everything I need. Like I don't need another trailer. If they decide they were gonna pump anything else out, I'd be cool with it. We got some shots of Luke and Ray, got the voiceover of, of Luke. We do see a shot of Finn here in that kind of um, containment like pod or whatever. Sort. Yeah. yeah. And we got a few shots of Poe running towards his X-Wing as it kind of blows up. So we've seen all the characters in this with the exception of Chewie, I believe, and C-3PO. Right. And I don't, we don't know much about the story. That's what's great about this trailer. And one other shot I just want to quickly talk about too was was the shot of Phasma being flanked by the stormtroopers walking out of the the burning building or whatever it is. They made that look like it had to do with with Luke Skywalker's school being burnt down. I don't yeah. think that is. That's just clever trailer editing. I don't think she has anything to do with that whole fall of Luke's Jedi Order. But again, because we're getting the books, the comic books, I'm expecting this character to come back in a big way in this film. And again, using that chrome, using the way she's strutting through the flames there, they just nailed the imagery of this character. And I'm excited to see more of this. And that's why I'm excited about the book because I think she's going to play a big part in this film. And I want to know as much as I can about this character before going in. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Um, <laughs> Looks fantastic. You know, going back to what we were just talking about, I know this is a little off topic, is Rebels we were just talking talked about. And I mentioned a character that I think isn't going to die. I think he's going to make it out. And that's Ezra. Do you think because there's a certain character, a certain actor that wasn't in this trailer, which is Benicio Del Toro, this, this rumors have been going on for a while. Do you think that could be Ezra? And that's why there's so close lip about not showing this character. And this is, you know, Rebels last season. So it's like, you know, again, the end of Rebels, it kind of comes out. Well, it's, it's, it's coming out around the same time as um, the midwinter season break will come out at the same time as Last Jedi. Could there be a connection between those two? Well, it's even interesting that you say that about the timing of everything because if Rebels doesn't wrap up before Episode 8 comes out, it's going to be very confusing because we're not going to see the end of Ezra's character right. until six months, four months after Episode yeah, 8. Right. So that could throw everything out of whack there a little bit right. unless they decide to end Ezra's arc by the winter finale, which I just don't see them doing. Right. to yeah, connect it all up but maybe yeah. you never know like it may be know. the appropriate lead into the mm -hmm. episode eight or right. the last yeah. jedi here uh, with ezra's character so interesting speculation i'm yeah. not really buying that right now yeah um just because of maybe how that lines up i never really even thought about that until you mentioned it um, yeah i've been hearing some little whispers about that about that one but who knows that would blow my brain apart yeah it'd be pretty crazy because the age kind of uh, lines up actually with, with him and mark hamill too so Oh, man, that would be something yeah. else. That would uh, be something else. Right. Oh, man. All right. Well, before we wrap up this trailer discussion here, let's quickly talk about this last line. And it comes from Luke Skywalker. This is the line that has been throwing everyone into just hysterics almost. But he talks about, or he says, I only know of one truth. It's time for the Jedi to end. First question here. Is this an actual line? from the movie do you think a hundred percent a hundred percent i'm sorry not dave filoni but they did i think ryan johnson confirmed that it is luke too that does say yeah. that so that those are words from luke but a hundred percent i think it's in the movie yeah i agree yeah, i i because sometimes with this clever editing and what they've done in the past they've thrown or done voiceovers over portions of uh, the film that actually don't line up with 
the actual film itself. We saw it in The Force Awakens. We've seen it in Rogue One. We've seen it all over the place. That It's about making you think one thing and then you get your ass in the seat and it's something completely different. I agree. I think this is really trying to say, look, guys, something big and different is happening in this movie. And this is very much it. And I think it's less about Luke going to the dark side. And it's like we talked about at the start of this trailer breakdown. It's about an evolution of the Jedi. The Jedi that we know has to end. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it begins again with Rey, something different. Whether it's called Jedi or not, that's, that's, you know, that's going to be seen in the movie. I think it will be. But it's about going back to the roots of of the Jedi. And I think that's what the journal of the wills kind of the, the, the books that we see on our two, this is the original temple. He's gone back to the original scriptures and said, look, this is the fundamentals of the Jedi. And this is what we're going forward with everything else. It's kind of like you look back into religion, right? There's the original scripts and everything's gone through some sort of like telephone tag where everything's been reinterpreted. We've put in certain things to control certain populations. We've changed this because we have to change it because it doesn't fit with the time anymore, or we want to do something different. So if we put it in this book, people will listen to it. That's, I feel that evolution of the scriptures of the Jedi have gone and he's gone back to the start and said, look, we're starting from here again. We're starting from basics. Here's the fundamentals of the Jedi and we're going to work from this Ray. And I think that's what Luke's been all about. That's why he's kind of been off on this hunt. We see in the comic books, even he's always been chasing these Jedi temples, these artifacts, trying to figure out and piece together what he knows about the Jedi. And, you know, realistically you look at, he had what a couple days with Ben he had a couple days with Yoda or whatever long it was. I guess and they say actually is he had a lot of time with Yoda. I guess I guess they they say on Dagobah the times different. Okay, weird thing about that, but yeah. So even if it was uh, six months a year, so yeah. he's getting the teachings of Jedi that have kind of gone through and and are in that new frame of reference, that new frame of mind as far as Jedi here. And I think going back to the original scriptures is the way to go. And I think that's what he's done. He's kind of searched out all of this. And we're gonna. I think there's a lot there and there's a lot they can do in this movie. I don't think it's going to be concluded in episode eight. I think we're going to get a taste of it here. And it's going to yeah. be all about episode nine. It's exactly what happens to the Jedi Order, to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Question for you. Do you yes. think Luke is going to die in this film? No. No, I don't think so. I, I think that'd be the fair to say that he would, or, or most people to believe that. But I don't think he will. I, I think Mark Hamill's definitely going to stick around for at least episode nine. I think he might even pass that. I, 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 I think he's going to make it out of this movie. One hundred percent, he's going to make out of this movie. I say you don't, you don't kill Luke Skywalker. No. You don't think he's going to go down the path of an Obi Wan Kenobi, where he kind of sacrifices himself and then becomes a Force <laughs> ghost that appears periodically throughout the next film or two? Yeah, I mean he well. That's a good point because he'll definitely become a force ghost. He must know how to do it. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, hanging out with uh, Obi Wan and Yoda and Anakin now even. Yeah. So, but I, I just don't see him dying in this film. I I think we might get a battle though, hopefully between him and Snoke because that's another character they haven't showed yeah. off yet. Is is Snoke? And and I, what I like about this trailer too is that kind of backs up that other big theory out there that what if Snoke was the original Jedi and Luke is in reference talking about that Jedi has to be the one to end. They have to end that era of the Jedi. I just don't Interesting. know. Yeah, there's, there's a really cool theory out there. I've been I've been liking that. You know, Snoke was the original Jedi, and the Jedi that we see in episodes one, two, and three have actually gone so far from the teachings of what Snoke has actually done. And Snoke has now made his return to uh, bring back his Jedi. So it could be a battle between the Jedi's. So oh. who knows? 
yeah, it, it's crazy. Let the let the speculating begin with uh, this trailer. But no, I do feel Luke's going to make it out of this episode. I think he'll make it out of episode nine too. It's hard to say about episode nine because we just don't know anything about no. that yet. So uh, over under, what do you think? Luke's going to make it out? Or is he going to bite at this episode? I think, uh, I don't know. I think he's going to go the way of Obi-Wan, to be honest right. with you in this Force movie. Ghost. Force Ghost in episode nine and wherever that goes beyond. I think that's the direction they're going with Luke. Um, he's going to have a big presence in the movie, maybe almost as much as Harrison Ford as Han Solo did in The Force Awakens. So they're going to give yes. him a proper send-off. But I just see him going kind of the sacrificial Obi-Wan Kenobi way, and then he ends up being a Force Ghost in the following subs- uh, the, the subsequent movies, um, whether that's episode 9, 10, or whatever it ends up going to. I think he's still going to have a presence, but just not in the physical form. Right. So the Alec Guinness. Yes. Right. Yes. Nice. Very much so. And that allows episode 9 to be... Ray's movie the same way that Return of the Jedi was Luke's movie. Um, They're always always about Luke and the, the Skywalkers, but I feel like Return of the Jedi was more about Luke being the Jedi, and I think Ray needs to have that movie. And I think Episode Nine, if you're if you're kind of going through and paralleling some of these figures, some of these figures, jeez, some of these <laughs> characters um, throughout the you know using the original trilogy as somewhat of a blueprint, not copying or kind of cutting and pasting things. But if you look at how they progress those movies, I think that Ray needs her own movie as whether it's a solo Jedi or something different, and I think Episode Nine could really be that. Nice, nice. So looking forward to it. Yes, it's going to be incredible, and this was this was a, a ton of fun talking about this. And I know we kind of barreled through everything here, and I'm hoping that as we have time to simmer and marinate on some of this, that over the next couple of weeks we're going to be coming back to this trailer. We're going to be coming back to what was announced, what was released, as more of this kind of percolates through our minds, and we're able to come up with different theories. We get some, you know, a little bit more with the books as they come out in September. And I think this is something that's going to warrant revisiting time and time again. I don't think this is something that we're done talking about by any means. So I don't want you guys to get the impression that we skipped over things, we missed things, we didn't theorize or speculate enough. We're going to be coming back to this a lot. Same with the season four Rebels trailer. And we're going to be coming back every single week talking about this, I think, up until December. Uh, Star Wars Celebration was a ton of fun, even from far, far away. I still felt that that pent up, that 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 anxiety of these trailers and things being released. I loved watching it on YouTube. I felt that experience. Shout out to the Commonwealth for everything that they did. It was a ton of fun watching there. And I gotta say, Troy, or I gotta ask, what was your favorite part of the Star Wars Celebration Orlando weekend? Ooh, uh, that's that's gonna be tough. It's probably a toss up between um, Mark Hamill's panel and yeah. uh, the fortieth anniversary. The fortieth anniversary just kicked off so well, you know, and got to see everybody pop up there from Billy D. Williams to Hayden Christensen, uh, Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford, right? Every everybody popped up, and George Lucas looked like he had a lot of fun up there. You yeah, know? he did. That was a cool appearance. It, it was a it's a great appearance, and he is proud. And then you know, obviously John Williams coming yeah. out to top off Terry Fisher's tribute was incredible. Just yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, those two were my favorite. How about yours? Yeah, I'd say the 40th anniversary panel. Uh, I watched that kind of live. That was inc- just incredible to watch. And the fact that George Lucas got such a warm reception and Hayden Christensen, Harrison Ford got this massive, this this rock star welcome. Mark Hamill, everyone out there, even um, was it um, um, Billy Lord, like her, her reading out the Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. Like, holy man, that was just haunting and beautifully done. 
Uh, so I have to say that's my favorite panel. I love the action figure reveals. The book reveals were awesome. But this Last Jedi trailer, man, this had to top it off for all of us. This was awesome. We expected it. We got it. They delivered. Cannot wait to talk about this more. Cannot wait to see these action figures drop and get yes. into some of these books. I got a long way to go. I got a lot to catch up on before I actually get into Phasma or any of these other books that are dropping with yep. Force Friday. But we got a couple months here to kind of get through some of this. And yeah, man, what a weekend. What a great, great weekend. Even though we were a million, million miles away, uh, we were still able to experience it as if we were pretty close to being just outside the doors there. Fantastic, fantastic. And that poster. Gotta give a shout out to that oh, poster. Oh, yeah, man. Love Unreal. Incredible. Yeah, Such incredible. a vintage vibe to it. And looks beautiful. So subtle, but just yeah. speaks to you so much. Really awesome. Does. I think I've said incredible about a million times. <laughs> and I think that's a perfect place to end this podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure talking Star Wars Celebration. We're going to be coming back at you guys over the next couple of weeks. Looking back and kind of reinterpreting some of the stuff that we talked about here today. We're going to be getting into some figure reviews as these things start to drop out. And also, we're going to be revisiting another space opera. Guardians of the Galaxy comes out in a couple of weeks. Next week, we're actually going to be looking at our Thor retrospective. But with Guardians coming out, like we always do with these films, we're going to be doing a prelude episode. We're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy in the comic books and kind of revving everyone up, doing a bit of a prelude episode there into this movie. And then we're going to be doing our full review the Thursday after that so be sure to check back here next week for our thor mcu retrospective and for our guardians of the galaxy review and prelude episode we're also going to be dropping a few bonus episodes because next weekend is the calgary comic and entertainment expo troy and myself and sanjay are going to be down on the floor there. we're going to try to gather up a few people and do a live i say live in air quotes because we're going to record it on the floor of the calgary expo and then pump that out to you guys as a bonus episode early in the week probably on monday or tuesday following next weekend so make sure you keep it locked here on the nerd room for all your star wars and nerd news we'll be returning in a couple weeks back to our normal formatted episodes so make sure you guys keep it locked here in the nerd room for all your nerd and star wars news until next week for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and thank you for entering the nerd room this has been a nerd room podcast production you can find our hosts, Tim and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM and Troy the Boy 87 Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search The Nerd Room Podcast. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find other podcasts on the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Generation X-Wing, Tumbling Saber, Rogue Squadron Podcast, and the Skyhopper Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.